So I bet your local news is pretty excited. Kids can get themselves shot up with mRNA. Well, to be more precise, you can go get them shot up with mRNA. I bet they're jazzed. But they're not going to look into any of the details because news, with the fewest possible exceptions, corporate news is owned by pharma. We know that because of the coordinated talking points that they've used in the past. We're really just about to experience a viral blizzard. You heard infectious disease expert Michael Osterholm say that we're about to experience a, a viral blizzard. One expert now warns of viral blizzard as the country breaks. But these injections, well, this is different because they are... COVID-19 vaccines are now available for children under five. Safe and effective. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Thank you to my brother, Zach Abraham, Bulwark Capital Management, for all of the partnership from, well, before day one. Before day one, Zach was working with us. Before the day one of the launch of the podcast, when I told him we were going to go independent, and we started talking about, could that be possible? Zach put in a phone call to me and he reached out of his own volition and said, hey, I have an idea. And he came to me. So thankful for that. Bulwark Capital Management, MillionRiskRadio.com. Let's check our theses together. Uh, it is increasingly clear to me that everything we think about morality and the, particularly the morality of the party or people in power, we have a decision to make. Um, and I try my very best to live up to what the Lord has taught us to not go around calling people fools for that's a decision God makes because in God's eyes, fool means irredeemable. And we don't get to make that decision. The Lord does. But we are so faced with this decision or this analysis of, are we dealing with people who do utterly moronic things and are absolutely inept? Or are we dealing with evil? Now, you know, my developed thesis on this is goes like this. There are truly hugely evil people who are also very smart and very rich. And, oh, I know, conspiracies can't happen because they get found out. Well, I'm telling you about stuff that's happening right before our eyes, being driven by rich and powerful people. So it's only a conspiracy, I guess, if it's hidden. And these smart, successful, rich people are really, really clever, very smart. And they pass things on to people who are craven and not horribly intelligent. Craven knowing that they have the best of the money they could ever get. Now, Anthony Fauci is not a guy who's going to be an actual doctor, actually successful. He, he, he doesn't have the state of mind or the emotional awareness to be that. He is a bureaucrat through and through. Rochelle Walensky, if you listen to this woman for seven seconds, 
She is the very image of a deer caught in the headlights for its entire life. So they're easily swayed. So it could be they're both evil and not smart, but I don't think so. So we're going to check our theses and look at the pattern recognition here about what's going on with these injections with kids. Because to me, this is unquestionably evil. It is, it's murderous. And I'll go through the case of why I say that, because that's a very heavy charge to make against someone, and I don't want to bear false witness. So my notes are in the show notes. If you go to the Todd Herman Show Substack page, you'll have the notes too. So you can go through and make your own decisions, because on something this heavy, please don't believe me. Let's go make our own decisions and, and do our own analysis. So my, some people might say, well, this, this is ineptitude that's created chaos. And that's a common defense with this. Well, this is just chaotic because these people are in fact inept and bureaucracies are slow and they're, and they're fat and they're stupid. All right, let's talk about that. In chaos, is there discernible direction? Is there organization in chaos? In true chaos, do things go all one way? No. When things are truly chaotic, they go every which way. You know, you take a jar of marbles and you drop it from a high place or you slam it to the ground. You're not going to get an 80-20 effect. You're not going to get a bell curve. You're going to get chaos. It's possible that some of the marbles will pool right there, depending on the shape of the room. If there's a bunch of furniture and stuff laying around, there's corners, there's stairs, there's different surface areas. You're going to get chaos. We're not seeing that. What we're seeing is a, if to use the metaphor, slamming a jar of marbles into the ground and they all go one direction, forcing people to take this garbage. Worse, they all appear to be aligning in a certain effect, which is a lessening of life, which is a lessening of the ability to have kids which is monumentally evil. Now, again, maybe this is just the, the, the rigors that we need to go through to end this pandemic. But no, everything we see about these injections show, and the Epic Times has a new article up about this today. And it's, I, I've said this for two years, that this will be the case, it is the case, that these injections make it more likely for you to get infected with the COVID flu. Well, that's been predicted for two years because of the designs of these injections. So that excuse that, well, this is, hey, Todd, this is what has to happen. Uh, Unfortunately, this has to happen because of how dangerous this virus is. Well, no, that's not the case because again, it's the 99.87% survival rate. And with kids, it's even, it's even more survivable than that. And with babies, it's, it's beyond more. It's, it's hard to fathom how much more or less likely babies are to die from this, from literally, literally things. People think I'm joking when I say being eaten by dogs. I'm not. That's, that's literally true. You're a little baby, your infant, any infant you see is more likely to die in a dog attack than from the COVID flu. 
So it's not what must be done. Well, it's an effort to save lives. It's not. They've known from the beginning this doesn't stop transmission or infection. Well, but this is an isolated case. It's not. The same entities who are transing kids know, and you've heard me play the audio, they know those kids cannot have kids. Not only that, they can't achieve orgasm. They can't have sexual pleasure or satisfaction in a marital sense or, well, in this world, any other. But they're not saying they want to do this. Yes, they are. They've said exactly that. And I've heard the fact checkers say, oh, Bill Gates slipped when he said we can reduce the population with vaccines. He slipped. Okay, he slipped. Bill Gates is a eugenicist. He was in the home of Jeff Epstein, a eugenicist. And he doesn't need Jeff Epstein's money. Jeff Epstein, who wanted to, in Arizona, had built a facility to make girls pregnant with his sperm to reseed the world with a bunch of little Jeff Epsteins. Bill Gates' dad was a eugenicist from way back. Nice guy when you meet him in public. Eugenicist talked about it at the dinner table. Bill's a backer of Planned Parenthood, a backer of, of population reduction. The World Economic Forum is China, with whom they partner. Forced abortions. And we played audio again and again, and I may play it again. Of these people saying, we simply don't need most human beings. But we want it to be equitable and slow when we kill them. So the patterns are not chaotic. It's a behavioral kill shoot to force people to take these injections, despite the fact that they do not improve the situation. The injections uh, cause a bunch of problems that we'll get into, up to and including death. So here is Rochelle Walensky, who is, as I say, it, it, this would be like a deer being born in the headlights but never getting used to the headlights and just continuing to stare blankly into the headlights. And this is produced piece. She's reading here from a teleprompter and someone thought, okay, good cut. That's it, man. You, you, you nailed it, Rochelle, or pardon me, Dr. Walensky. COVID-19 vaccines are now available for children under five. With this recent authorization from FDA and recommendation from CDC, nearly 20 million children are now able to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Why would you want that? That's the mini clip. Let's get to the meat of it. Let's listen to the lies that this woman tells as she is speaking from Twitter. Oh, thousands, tens of thousands of retweets. Thank you for joining today's director debrief. COVID-19 vaccines are now available for children under five. With this recent authorization from FDA and recommendation from CDC, nearly 20 million children are now able to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Why do they need it? Most of them have had the virus. The immunities from the virus are more robust and long-lasting than any you would get from these injections. 
the math doesn't work. These kids are more at risk from these injections than they are from the COVID. So why do they need it? Are you going to explain that, Rochelle, or are you going to gloss over that? She's going to gloss over it. I know many parents with very young children have been anticipating this day. We now know, based on rigorous scientific review, that the vaccines available here in the United States can be used safely and effectively. Okay, she is a murderous, disgusting liar. The studies, if you want to call them that, are fraud. Pfizer recruited about 6,000 kids to be in this study or parents of kids to inject the kids. Um, Over half, I think it's about 66% dropped out of the study, either dropped out or didn't make it through. Well, how could they not make it through? Oh, well, I'm guessing here they got really sick. Because the study, in fact, showed that serious COVID, as defined by Pfizer, because remember, they run the FDA. Big Pharma runs the FDA. Remember, they hand money to so-called CDC scientists, but Fauci won't tell us who gets the most. They found out that kids in the placebo group got serious COVID less often than in the injected group. So in any scientifically rigorous fashion, when you start a study with 6,000 or so kids and 66% drop out, the study is ended because you cannot get the results you want. Not to mention the fact that they monkeyed with when they would count COVID as COVID. They know exactly how long this mRNA trash mimics some form of immunity and that's when they that's when they said it's not covid if it happens during this period and children under five vaccinating young children is a critical opportunity to protect them against hospitalization and death how how kids are more likely to be harmed by this stuff than covid how does it do that rochelle in the show notes you'll see a tweet from me to Rochelle. Now, I am the most shadow banned person on Twitter. I'm convinced of that. But I've offered her $10,000. That's a lot of money for me. I've offered her $10,000 to come on this program to debate me about this, about this video. From COVID-19. Parents, I strongly encourage you to get your children vaccinated. If you have- What if they've already had it? Do you still strongly encourage? What if they already have immunity? Shouldn't they check first, Rochelle? Isn't the Hippocratic Oath first do no harm, Rochelle? If they've already had the virus, they don't need this. Because it doesn't work and it's harmful. And it's inert against Omicron. Questions, talk to your child's provider. Talk to your child's provider. Oh, okay. Like in Washington state where if a provider says anything against the injections, they can have their license pulled. Those providers. The providers you've browbeaten into shutting up and getting kids shot up, those providers. Got it. To learn more about the benefits of this vaccine. 
We More, you haven't stated a single benefit, Rochelle. We have taken another important step together in our fight against COVID-19 by making safe and effective vaccines available for our little ones. I hope all parents will take advantage of these life-saving vaccines and protect their children. What percentage of FDA and CDC employees have done that? Because about six weeks ago, it was well, about 40, no, it was about 40% have refused. Why would that be? In your own workplace, why would that be, Rochelle? Monumentally evil. And here's just some recent stories. Again, these are in the show notes. What I've seen in the last two years is unprecedented a physician on COVID vaccine, so-called vaccine side effects on pregnant women. And this is from the Epic Times. We've talked about this article before. He's the second former Pfizer VP to speak out. Dr. James Thorpe is an extensively published 68-year-old physician, MD, board certified in obstetrics and gynecology, as well as maternal fetal medicine, who's practiced um, obstetrics for 42 years. He told the Epic Times he sees six to 7,000 high-risk pregnant patients a year and has seen many complications among them due to the COVID injections. I've seen many, many, many complications in pregnant women and moms and fetuses and children, offspring, fetal death, miscarriage, death of the fetuses inside the mom. Huh. Lessening of life. And yet, check with your provider. Or we could do this. Good morning, San Diego. It's a... It's a news program. It's on a mainstream media network. I believe it's NBC. They had fascinating things to say about all-cause mortality. So where did that come from? Well, it came from a group of military doctors, retired, therefore can't be fired. It came from the data of four insurance companies. It came from them. Raw data. Insurance companies have to report their results if they're a public company. They can be sued if they don't. They have to come out and say, we're going to take a big hit because of these deaths. So mainstream media reporting. This woman is a, a doctor an emergency response specialist. The medical data was released by three career military physicians who got the information from the military database that collects what we call ICD codes, which are the diagnosis codes. And these physicians had a feeling, they believed based on their own observation that they were seeing a significant uptick in certain conditions. So they actually went back and called the database from the military on certain conditions over a five-year period from 2016 through 2020, uh, notably continuing or uh, containing one year, 2020, of the full-blown pandemic. So they looked at 2016, 17, 18, 19, and 20 at the prevalence of certain conditions, including things like heart attack, blood clots to the lung, miscarriages, those sorts of things. And they compared it to the incidence of those same things in the calendar year 2021. 
and saw an alarming increase in certain things. For example, they saw a 270% increase in myocardial infarction in 2021, a 300% increase in incidence of Bell's palsy and of certain neurologic complaints, uh, a 470% increase in pulmonary embolisms, blood clots to the lungs, and many, many other huge increases that they found alarming. Now, no one is saying with any certainty, Jason, what is causing this, but we certainly would be remiss as scientists if we didn't look at that and say, there is something going on. What happened in 2021 that was so different from the previous five-year average that would cause this massive increase in certain medical conditions? So the, 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 the source of the information is several U.S. life insurance companies that have been reporting this, correct? And these three career physicians that you referred to. Well, there's, yes, they are separate groups of data. Jason, the previous study from the U.S. life insurance companies, many of them were reporting a 40% increase in deaths from all causes in the 18 to 49-year-old group. Mainstream media, but we'll get to Dr. Tony Fauci, the nation's leading expert on infectious diseases. What he says, because he'll convict Rachel Rochelle Walensky here in a second as we continue to analyze the patterns here. My thesis, they're killing people and lessening the population. Um, and I know that these times are scary. And, and next hour, by the way, completely different approach. Talking to a young man, I think he's going to give you an incredible amount of hope. God is on the march. I'm so excited for you to hear from King Randall next hour. And there's a need for us, um, you know, in the hierarchy of needs. What is it? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Home is a big part of that or a place to, to, place to call home. And so is the need, I think, for savings and stability. In fact, <laughs> what we're talking about now, stability has never more, been more important. Homeownership is a great way to have that. And securing funds when to have them available when you need them, that's also a big deal. So there is now with American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net, with equity at an all-time high, you have a super easy way to build your savings. What you do is you call American Financing. Okay, American Financing's home loans and take advantage of a free, no-obligation mortgage review. Okay, because there's more to refinance than just lower rates. You can shorten your term or consolidate your debt. You can have even have access to cash when you need it. And we might be needing it, given what they're doing to the economy and gas prices and inflation. And there's no pressure. There, there can't be because no one at American Financing earns a commission, not, not a single person. So they're never under any pressure to cause you to do something that's not in your best interest. Oh, incidentally, they charge no upfront fees. Oh, and there's this. If you're talking about a finance, a refinance, cash out, traditional refinance, they'll give you a free mortgage review. It won't cost you a cent, just your time. And if you're purchasing a house, dig this. They can lock you into an interest rate for four months, 120 days. With what just happened to interest rates, what the party just did, it'd be really wise to get locked in. So whether it's purchasing a home, a finance, cash out refinance, call American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net. But you don't call them there. That's you go to the website, but you knew that. Yeah, you can apply online, AmericanFinancing.net or call 
888-787-2275. That's 866-887-2275. NMLS 182-334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Tony Fauci was talking with Rand Paul, and I think we played this recently. And the topic of boosters came up. Now, here they're talking about boosters, but keep this in mind. Canada has been the latest country to change what it means to be fully vaccinated. I think it's now five injections. So this is Rand Paul talking with Fauci, talking about kids, talking about boosters, but pay careful attention and listen to, remember what Rochelle Walensky told us? These injections are safe and effective for kids. Well, how would she know it? Dr. Fauci, the government recommends uh, everybody take a booster over age five. Are you aware of any studies that show reduction in hospitalization or death for children who take a booster? Right now, there's not enough data that has been accumulated, Senator Paul, to indicate that that's the case. The I believe that the recommendation that was made was based on the assumption that if you look at the morbidity and mortality of children within each of the age groups, you know, zero so, to five, five to 11. Right. So, so, let's, so there, there are no studies, and Americans should all know this, there are no studies on children showing a reduction in hospitalization or death with taking a booster. The only studies that were permitted, the only studies that were presented were antibody studies. So they say, if we give you a booster, you make antibodies. Now, a lot of scientists would question whether or not that's proof of efficacy of a vaccine. If I give you 10, or if I give a patient 10 mRNA vaccines and they make protein each time or they make antibody each time, is that proof that we should give 10 boosters, Dr. Fauci? Uh, no, I think that is somewhat of an absurd exaggeration. Well, Senator that Paul. is the proof that you use. Your committees use that. That's the only proof you have to tell children to take a booster is that they make antibodies. So it's not right. an absurdity. Are, You're already no. at like five boosters for people. You've had, you know, two or three boosters. It's like, where is the proof? Where indeed? It doesn't exist. They don't need it. They're the party. Now, traditionally, when you see signals like this, you would investigate, right? What are they doing? Why are they continuing to push this? There will be no investigation of pharma. Rand Paul and Ron Johnson are all over the Fauci. They're both apparently afraid to talk about pharma's role in this. Pharma owns the FDA. We don't know to what degree they own the CDC, but we know they get to give their so-called scientists a ton of money and in our pattern recognition. When people hide th the fact that they're giving money to someone, does that mean they're proud of what they're doing? You know, in a, in a, in a blatantly unrelated instance, if, if a guy is, is, has a, what's that called? Uh, I mean, a girlfriend, but there's some phrase for when you you pay to have access to some young girl, you buy her an apartment. You're the sugar daddy, right? Is that what it's called? Is that what it's called? If you're someone's sugar daddy and you're married, uh, is that showing up on your credit cards and your debit cards? 
Or are you figuring out how to launder that? Like with a gas card? I don't know. I would never do such a thing. Or when you're paying a bribe, do you put that out in front? So the fact that they're hiding it and refusing to tell us what public employees, what pharma is giving to, to, to so-called government employees. They wanted to hide this exact data for 75 years. Then the FDA came along and said, no, let's hide it for 95. Every pattern shows us they're aware that they're committing grievous crimes, in my opinion. Cover up, cover up, cover up. And the Mockingbird media, cover up, cover up, cover up. If you've not been to the website realnotrare.com, go. This isn't even hard work for so-called journalists to do. They could just go to that website to talk about people who've been injured by, injured by these injections. And there are children on it. More data from Israel. And Dr. Paul Alexander points this out. The data from Rambin Hospital in Haifa reveals a stillbirth, miscarriage, and abortion rate of 6% among women who never received a COVID injection compared to 8% among women who were vaccinated. They weren't vaccinated, but injected with one dose of this garbage and never had a SARS-CoV-2 infection. He writes, another way of putting this using the chi-square test of significance, it's 95% confidence level that the women in the injected group are 34% higher in these stillbirths and spontaneous abortions than women who were not injected. Now, it could be that the women in the injected group are older and have comorbid factors, and perhaps that contributed to some of this, but you would investigate this. And just to take it right back to the very basics of medicine, the Hippocratic Oath, first do no harm. These injections cannot help kids. Statistically, it's impossible for them to help kids. All the signals show something very very, very disturbing. This is from Alex Berenson. Alex is very careful to point out that he is not a conspiracy theorist, just people who report on his work and don't always agree with him are, but still I, I am deeply thankful for Alex's work. COVID injections reduce sperm count for up, uh, for up to five months. He sent that out, went through a little bit of a write-up of this study, a, retro, a retrospective longitudinal multicenter comparison reveals temporary sperm concentration reduction three months post BNT162B, quote, vaccination and later recovery. Semen volume and, and um, motility remains stable. Okay, so he wrote that. He, he shared that, but it reduces the sperm count for oh, four to five months. Then Alex revised his writing. Urgent. The COVID vaccine paper, so-called vaccines, and declining sperm count is even worse than it seemed at first. On Friday, the journal Andrology published a peer-reviewed paper showing large decreases in sperm count among men after the second dose of Pfizer's mRNA COVID shot. Based on counts from men who donated sperm to three fertility clinics in Israel, this finding is devastating medically and politically. It cuts to the heart of the hottest button question about all the mRNA shots, whether they have a hidden fertility risks. 
The issue has simmered since early 2021 following my reporting that data showed the shots had caused excess miscarriages in rats and other reports showing that measurable amounts of vaccine reached the ovaries and testes in test rats. Ever since, media, quote, fact checkers and public health authorities have dismissed and mocked the concerns and anyone who raises them and he goes through a series of fact checks. Now, after half a billion men have received mRNA shots, the skeptics appear to be right again. The Israeli paper offers hard evidence that the vaccines may present a systematic risk to men's sperm counts. What was a conspiracy theory now um, is just a theory again. The paper raises questions about mechanisms of action that must be answered immediately and on top of the myocarditic risk. The finding is more evidence that encouraging, much less forcing men under 40 to take the mRNA injections was a catastrophic mistake. When he's talking about um, how the, um, the, the process that would be the, uh, uh, how this happens. The mechanism. It's the, the mechanism is quite clear, and he knows this. The spike proteins collect in the testes and the ovaries and the wombs. He knows this, and he's, he's done the reporting on this. Back to Berenson. However, the authors qualified their findings by reporting that after five months, sperm levels recovered. Thus, the decreases were only temporary, they wrote. Putting aside the fact that a five-month decrease hardly qualifies as temporary for someone trying to start a family or compared to a, quote, vaccine that loses effectiveness against Omicron within a week or a month. Other writers, other writers have pointed out the actual data in the paper do not support the argument that sperm levels return to normal after five months. In fact, by some measures, labels continued to decline. Rather than acknowledging this fact, the authors covered the best possible spin on their data while at the same time publishing the figures themselves near the end of the paper so that other researchers could see the reality for themselves. Remember when Rochelle Walensky said, talk to your provider, talk to your doctor? Those researchers know stinking well. You don't criticize the precious that way. So they had a discussion added to their paper where they discussed seeing sperm counts come back up, but that's not what their data says. Pattern recognition. This is not chaos. This is all going in one direction towards lessening life and the ability to produce life. We do hold in our hands our health, our bodies. God gave us these bodies. He lent us these bodies. And one day we'll have glorified bodies and no pain and, and no need to lose unwanted fat. But that's not where we're at now. And that loss of unwanted fat, you can see it in people's moods. Now, most often this relates to my wife because my wife is on her 14th successful week dropping unwanted fat from soda weight loss, not from, but with soda weight loss. But I got another secondhand witness friend of mine who's moved to the freer country of North Idaho, not quite the high mountains of free America, but close, was talking to me about his wife's journey in fat loss. He, like me, is an exercise fanatic. He's never had weight gain, and it's quite frustrating for his wife because he never has to deal with this. She's now 35 pounds, and I think she's done, I think he said eight weeks or so with soda weight loss. And he told me that for the first time when he offered to take his wife hiking with him, she said, yeah, I want to go. He went back and thought about it. He said, Todd, it's been about two years since my wife has wanted to go hiking with me. And we used to do that when we were kids. And I really, really missed that. I miss having my life partner, so to speak, 
along with, man, these hikes. It's one of the reasons we moved here. And this was the better side effect to that. Because mom is going, the kids want to go to make it a family thing. See, we, sh- we model, we show. Our daughters are watching their mothers on how to be women. Sons are watching men on how to be men. You can be a wonderful person with a bunch of fat. You can be a fat, wonderful person. You won't live as long. You'll hurt more often. And you may model your kids into that same exact behavior. That's what so scared my mom when I was 150 pounds heavier. She never stopped loving me. She still loves me. I'm her little boy. But I was going down an unhealthy path that my father went down. I wish I had been brave enough to introduce him to a system like soda. I've taken off 150 pounds. I haven't put any back on. My body's recalibrated how it deals with foods. I've recalibrated what tastes good to me. These guys are healthcare providers from way back. They're successful because they count success as measurable, achievable, observable, repeatable. In other words, scientifically rigorous. It's sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A weightloss.com. So it's not just the reproductive process we're dealing with. It's not just that. Um, Nursing reports from the front lines of the so-called COVID vaccine crisis The massive propaganda campaign, which led doctors to disassociate from reality of widespread injuries from these injections, is slowly weakening an impact. The stark reality is beginning to creep in. What we're seeing, and this is from Dr. Pierre Corey, MD, who is a brilliant, brilliant physician and a truth teller. I recently posted a deeply referenced compilation of evidence detailing the historic humanitarian catastrophe that has slowly unfolded within the most advanced health economies across the world, caused by a global mass vaccination campaign led by the pharma masters of BMG, WHO, CDC, that illogically but profitably targeted rapidly mutilating coronavirus. They did it with what turned out to be the most toxic protein used therapeutically in the history of medicine. In vials mixed with lipid nanoparticles, polyethylene glycol, and who knows what else. I cited studies and reports showing massive increases in cardiovascular deaths and neurological and other disabilities among the working age adults. People are losing their minds, their ability to think they're getting deadly brain diseases. Beginning in 2021 only is when he saw this beginning to happen. A disturbing signal screaming from the original clinical trials, VARS data, life insurance, disability data, reports of um, cardiac arrests in professional athletes, rises in ambulance calls for cardiac arrests and pre-heart attacks in young people, and the massive increase in illness and data manipulation in the Department of Defense databases. As these events become more and more recognized by the average citizen and occasional journalist, a new pathetic disinformation campaign was launched in response, trying to blame all the young people dying as simply a need for increased awareness of the rare condition called sudden adult death syndrome, rather than examples of the legions dying from these injections. The fact checkers also came out in support of this narrative, branding anyone who thinks the vaccines are the cause of SADS as a conspiracy theorist. And he points to a self-appointed social media watchdog. And then he points to this. People in the medical community are beginning to speak out. They can't stay silent. 
ICU docs are beginning to speak out. They can't stay silent. Victims of these injections are speaking out. They have to. It is changing people's minds, literally making them crazy or unable to write or think. So it's not just reproductive, but how well do people who can't write or think do at raising families? What is their life expectancy? And now it's not just SADS, and that is the propaganda of all propaganda. We see this. The FDA and the CDC and Fauci and Walensky approved the death shots of COVID injections for children as young as six months. And I just talked about how they monkeyed with the tests. The federal government has yet to respond to the historic spike in deaths in people 18 through 49. Life insurance payouts have skyrocketed 258% after these injections were introduced. What does the pattern show us? Find me the case where the pattern shows chaos. Well, some people are accidentally living longer. No. The patterns are all in one direction. They are in the exact direction you would expect things to go when one of the most powerful organizations in the world that helped organize Event 201 that works hip to hip with Bill Gates and the Chinese Communist Party whose most influential thinkers say we simply don't need most people. And they talk about it in incredibly calm and vitally evil ways, like this professor named Dennis Meadows. So far, globally, you are so far above the population and the consumption levels, which can be supported by this planet, that I know in one way or another it's going to come back down. So I don't hope to avoid that. Uh, I hope that it can occur in a a, a civil way, I, 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 and I mean civil in a in a special way. I, peaceful. Peace doesn't mean uh, that everybody's happy, but it means that conflict isn't solved through violence, through through force, uh, but rather. In other ways. And so uh, that's what I hope for. Um, that we can, I mean, the planet can support something like a billion people, maybe two billion, depending on how much liberty and how much material consumption you want to, to have. If you want more liberty and more consumption, you have to have fewer people. And Conversely, you can have more people. I mean, we could even have eight or nine billion, probably, if we have a very strong dictatorship, which is smart. That's unfortunately, you never have smart dictatorships; they're always stupid. So, but if you had a smart dictatorship and a low standard of living, you could have it. But, but we want to have freedom, and we want to have a high sense. So, we're going to have a billion people, and we're now at seven. So, we have to get back down. I hope that this can be slow, relatively slow. 
and that it can be done in a way which is relatively equal, uh, you know, so that people share uh, the experience and you don't have a few rich, you know, trying to force everybody else to, to deal with it. So those are my hopes. I mean, these are pretty pessimistic hopes, you know, but I mean, that's. He finds it preferable, apparently, that people die slowly and, and what he regards as peacefully. You could interpret that to say, okay, death with dignity, which has become what? Well, we might make the decision for some people, if they're nonverbal, we'll decide they want to die, which has become what? Well, I mean, if they'd signed a paper and said they didn't want to die, they wanted to live as long as they could, then they became nonverbal. Well, that agreement doesn't count anymore because now they're nonverbal. So now we'll kill them. It's, be it's become that. But this is only for people who have, you know, life-threatening diseases and they're not going to live past six months or anyway. Yeah, but not anymore. Now it's, I'm depressed and things aren't getting better. So kill me. And, and now in Canada, they're encouraging that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Medical professionals are saying, you know what? You might want to consider suicide. But they would never, you know, just commit genocide slowly. Or, you know, kill a bunch of babies. Hundreds of billions of babies. And it's not like they're trying to expand the killing of babies to babies that are born and living. And say 28 days old. But that's exactly what they're doing in the state of Maryland trying to do. I have become bored of my little baby crying, so I get to starve my baby to death or more likely just not give it any milk. And the little child will die in the most painful possible way of thirst. But that's okay. That's just isolated. It's not like they are reprogramming the minds of young people to glorify abortions in the same way that was glorified with the Baals. In the time of pagan worship, right? It's not like there's ever been a spirit that has moved powerful people to want to kill people in mass. I mean, that's never happened in society, right? See, you and I must understand something. It is so easy to hate Rochelle Walensky and hate Tony Fauci, and hate Klaus Schwab, and that guy, Dennis Meadows. And man, the enemy loves that. Pff, Satan digs it. Get up a good head of hate. Feel it. Embrace the hate, baby. Far better that we aim our emotions where they belong at the spirits and principalities that are behind this, because I'm sorry, there is good and there is evil. Satan is a thief, a liar, and a murderer. And he loves this stuff. And I'll close with it again, and I'm sorry if people are sick of hearing it, but I believe it is the most important thing that we need to understand just how big this is. This is Klaus Schwab's one of his advisors, as he speaks here, behind him is a massive 50-foot picture depicting the Lord Jesus on the cross with the crown of thorns. We are probably one of the last generations of homo sapiens because in the coming generations, we will learn how to engineer bodies 
and brains and minds. Now, how exactly will the future masters of the planet look like? This will be decided by the people who own the data. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds, the IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. And at the same time, science may enable life after being confined to, for four billion years to the limited realm of organic compounds, science may ena enable life to break out into the inorganic realm. Okay, hear this. The Antichrist says in, in the future that he will reanimate our lives, that he will bring us back to life. He didn't say that but he's describing life existing in software fully that we give up the bodies God gave us and we become software in the cloud, never really interacting, never existing. In fact, what would die if they did that? Humanity. Where would our souls go? Well, our souls can't be destroyed. But what advantage would that give them? He says, who controls the future? Well, who controls the data? Where would you store your essence? Are you going to go Mac or Android? I'll go neither. I'll go to the Lord. My thesis is the World Economic Forum, Pfizer, the party wants fewer babies, wants fewer people able to produce, wants people to die, a lot of us. Because after all, we're not billionaires. We're basically useless eaters. Just a note to Klaus Schwab, the Lord loves you, man. You know what else? He loves everybody equally. You know what else? If you don't repent, I can't speak for the Lord, but every other Baal worshiper, Klaus, who didn't repent, they will sit in front of the judgment throne. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And remember, our fight is not with the flesh and blood.